Thank you, worship band. That was awesome. All right, so now I want to welcome up um, Jeremy Harum, who will be sharing with us today. Um, he is a world-renowned golfer, a, um, as you'll soon learn, an expert camper, and um, many other amazing things. As he puts it, he likes to chase a little white ball around a field for fun. So this is Jeremy. Thanks, Bert. All right, good morning. Uh, it's a pleasure to uh, be here for the second service, especially the first service was too, but it's also a pleasure to be here in front of you guys. Um, thanks for coming. Uh, it's another beautiful day out here in Blairsville, and um, it is a blessing to be alive. Um, so, uh, I know Court just mentioned it, but I'll introduce myself again. Uh, my name is Jeremy, uh, Jeremy Harum. Uh, I'm a student at the youth group here and uh, also a senior in high school, so a um, couple more weeks and you all be rid of me. Um, <laughs> so uh, I'm going to get started here in a minute, but I'd like to first open with a word of prayer, so uh, if you guys can join me as I take this to God first. Um, Hey God, uh, Lord, thank you once again for getting us here, Lord, for giving us a reason to wake up in the morning, Lord, and giving us air to breathe. Lord, I thank you for everything that you are and everything that you're doing in our lives, Lord, individually and as the body of Christ. God, I thank you for every person that's here today. I know that they're here for a reason, Lord aside from just being a tradition thing where they're always here, Lord. They are here for your purpose, for your reasons, and I trust you will work in the way that only you can work through that, Lord. I pray that um, as uh, I speak, Lord, I pray that it is not what I say that is what matters, Lord, but it's what you say through me that matters. And that uh, most importantly, Lord, your will be done, and to you, goes to glory. Just got to thank you and praise you for uh, everything you do, Lord, everything you don't do, and everything you're going to do in our lives as we diligently and, uh, Lord, steadfastly just pursue you in our lives. Thank you and praise you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. So, a um, couple weeks, more like a couple months now that I think about it. Um, so, yeah, a couple months ago. Uh, Jeff, or like a month ago, I'm sorry, I'm bad with time. Um, Jeff asked me if I wanted to, uh, to speak for Youth Sunday, and uh, ironically, I had actually been praying about it for a while, so that was actually really cool um, to see an answer to my prayer as direct as that, uh, as Jeff just straightforward asking me if I'd want to speak at Youth Sunday, and of course I said yes, I was like, super pumped. Um, so the next week, I kind of set myself to the task of finding something to talk about. And um, needless to say, after about a week, I still had nothing to talk about. Um, yeah, I'm not very good at it. So um, by the time that weekend was coming up, I had just finished with my first round of finals and uh, was a little stressed out, I can say that. Um, I was a little worn down and uh, I was looking forward to the weekend. So a friend of mine, I uh, 
you know, I'd asked him if he wanted to go play golf that weekend, and he said he was going fishing and camping, and I was like, man, I want to go fishing and camping. So, uh, you know, I guess that could have ended up being a little short prayer, like, man, Lord, I'd really love to go fishing and camping. That'd be so nice, since I'm so stressed out and, like, just need a break. And uh, lo and behold, a couple minutes later, he texts me, and he's like, hey, you want to go fishing and camping with me? And I said, yes. <laughs> so... Yeah, so I packed my bags, um, I took what I thought I needed to go camping with, and hopped in the car, and we went camping. Um, so once we arrived in the middle of nowhere, I, uh, we had basically a couple things we were going to do. I mean, we were going to find a campsite we liked, we were going to set up a tent, uh, throw a fire together, go fishing, and, you know, it was going to be great, because, I mean, we were just, for sure, going to catch, like, a ton of fish, and, you know, bring them up, and we'd cook them over the fire, and you know, that was the plan. I was so excited for this, this thing to happen. And um, the, tent was, the tent was difficult, but uh, yeah, so we had a tent. He went down to go fishing, and I figured, all right, he's got the fish covered. Now it's my job to do the fire. So um, we had gathered a couple sticks and uh, some larger pieces of wood, and I had a bunch of leaves and stuff, and uh, I was going to build this fire, you know, just kind of throw one together. And I figured, I really did, I figured I had seen Court do this on Facebook enough that it can't, it can't be that hard, right? I mean, he just makes it look easy. So um, uh, about 15 minutes went by, and though I had my setup going, I still did not have even the remote just small flame going. So... I was a little frustrated, and uh, eventually I just took a large stack of matches, and I placed them <laughs> underneath my fire, or my sticks, and then I just lit it all. And it was, it worked, so yeah. So about an hour later, I had a fire. Um, so yeah, so now I've got this nice fire going, and I'm sitting there, and I'm uh, like in my chair looking at my fire, and I've actually got a picture of uh, me sitting next to my Fire. Or, well, there's, yeah, there's my fire. See, isn't it awesome? <laughs> Feel free to go, aww. Yeah, it's just cute. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> Super proud of my fire. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so I'm sitting next to this fire. I'm just kind of relaxing and trying to think of just nothing but, you know, building my fire and enjoying the outdoors and all that stuff. And um, turns out God had some other plans, so he, um, while I was sitting there, I got my message uh, from God, and basically, God spoke to me and said, Jeremy, um, this fire is a representation of what it's like for me to have a relationship with you. And um, that's what I want to go into today, is like me building my fire, how are we and how can we build our relationship with Jesus Christ? So I'll start from point one. There are actually three things that he showed me and um, that I'm gonna share with you guys. And the first one, or the first thing that we need to build our relationship with Jesus Christ is we have the word of God. And like a fire, the first thing I found whenever I was trying to build a fire is that I needed something to burn. I needed fuel. And of course, I mean, I walked around the woods and I found some sticks. You know, they need to be dry and cracked and stuff. And uh, I gathered up all of my fuel so that I'd have something to burn. Um, 
In the same way, our spiritual lives require fuel. They require something to burn. If I was gonna use our spiritual lives as a representation of like a fire, our spiritual fire. And um, the word of God has been made available, especially here in the United States, and it's everywhere. It's probably on your shelf, it's in the pews in front of you, it's in hotels, it's like, this thing is everywhere. And it's this awesome, valuable, powerful tool that we've been given to not only grow our relationships with God, but to also help build other people up in the Lord. But um, yeah, don't take my word for it. Um, I'd like for you guys to join me in scripture as, um, well, I guess join me in scripture at uh, Hebrews chapter four, uh, verse 12. All right, so Hebrews chapter four, verse 12 and 13. Goes like this. For the word of God is living and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to the dividing of soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. Nothing in all creation is hidden from God's sight. Everything is uncovered and laid bare before the eyes of him to whom we must give account. So from right here, just in one verse of scripture, we already see that the word of God is powerful. As a matter of fact, it's living and active. And that's, I mean, that's scriptural proof. I couldn't say it any better. It's scriptural proof that the Bible is a powerful tool that we have available to us which, on that note, notice that I said available. Unlike my fire, whenever I was trying to you know, build it up and stuff, I, uh, the, the word of God is available. Whenever I was building my fire, I had a hard time finding wood. I mean, I found some little stuff, but finding big logs in the middle of a campground that like a billion other people have camped at before makes it really hard to find wood if you didn't bring it, because I didn't bring wood. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I, in my camping situation, I didn't have my fuel, and it wasn't easy to find, but in, a spiritual, in our spiritual lives, we have the word of God, especially here, once again, here in the United States, this is available, this is legal, this is, for the most part, free. It's not hard for us to find the Bible, and yet, sadly, I'm... Oh, I'm guilty of this. <laughs> I'm super guilty of this, and I'm sure we've all been through the same experience. I'm guilty of leaving this closed and just kind of setting it aside, and it just becomes kind of a decoration on my cabinet and collects dust, but I never take the time to pick it up and to feed my spiritual flame, to build my relationship with Jesus Christ. I feel like that's the same thing as if I had some, my fire burning, and it starts to go low, and I've got wood to put on it, but I just decide not to. And as a result, my flame doesn't grow. <laughs> it dies. So yeah, in the same way that I wanted to put that wood on my fire, if I wanted it to grow, we have the ability to gather the word of God and to look for the things that God wants to show us 
to bring us closer to him, ultimately. So, the word of God is our fuel. And another thing that I learned about building a fire, as far as my, my fuel went, was that I couldn't just do it once. Like, if I just built this, I lit it, and it burnt. It's probably only gonna burn for about 15 minutes, and then it's gone. And, you know, if I wanted to do something at the end of the day with it, or during the middle of the day, you know, a day is much longer than 15 minutes long, it's 24 hours long. And I, you know, my fire's already out. I only put one set of wood on it, and in the same way, we can't just one and done the Bible. We have to be constantly in the word, constantly feeding our flame, constantly building our relationship with Jesus Christ, or otherwise, we can't draw from that later. So um, I'd actually like for you guys to go with me to uh, Psalms chapter one. And um, where's Psalms? There it is. And I like this verse a lot because of how the psalmist, which I would think is David, but you never know, um, is uh, acknowledging the importance of being constantly in scripture. So Psalms chapter one, verse two says this. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law he meditates day and night. So now you guys don't only have my word for it, but now you have scripture to back up the fact that we need to be constantly in the word if we want to build our relationship with the Lord. It's almost vital to building our relationship with the Lord in the same way that I have to keep building on my fire. But here's another thing that I learned about building a fire whenever I was over there is that um, if, let's say that this is a smaller representation of what I've got here. So if I was to start building my fire and I lay the sticks down on the ground and then I try to light them, they don't really even burn very well. They just kind of, you know, they might burn a little bit, but then they just kind of die. And I couldn't, you know, I, I knew why, kind of, but I'd just seen people do this, so that's the only reason, like, I started like, putting it on a teepee. But um, I liked the way the Lord spoke to me in that, which is in this, that the next thing that we need to recognize and in building our relationship with the Lord is that we need community. We need community in a body of believers. And I said it last service, and I'll say it again. We call the church the body of Christ, not the body part of Christ. Every single one of you are integral in bringing God the glory as the body of Christ. In the same way that these sticks are teepeed up, they're supporting each other, in the same way that these this support system is here to keep this set of sticks from falling, we hold each other up. We support each other. We build each other up as the body of Christ. And um, there's power in that. But once again, don't take my word for it. I like to go back into scripture. Uh, and if you guys can come with me to Matthew chapter 18, verse 20. 
see. It is. All right, so Matthew chapter 18, verse 20 says, for where two or three come together in my name, there I am with them. That's pretty cool. <laughs> where two or three come together in my name, there I am with them. That's Jesus speaking. In just one short line of scripture, we already see that the Lord himself is present when only two or three gather in his name, much less an entire congregation. So right there in one line, we see that there's already power in the body of Christ, in us joining together in his name. And um, I'd like you guys to come to Hebrews with me. I'm gonna read another verse that has a lot to do with this. It's Hebrews chapter 10, verses 24 and 25. There it is. All right, so Hebrews chapter 10, verse 24 and 25 says, and let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds. Let us not give up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but let us encourage one another and all the more as you see the day approaching. So like Matthew 18, verse 20, we see that being together in the name of Jesus, that holding each other up is vital. And in our relationship with Jesus Christ and the results and the effect of our relationship, we see that this community acts to spur one another on towards love and good deeds. We push each other on towards that. We support each other. We set up a system within the body of Christ to where we are not alone, but we can lean on each other. But in a fire sense, the big reason why this has to be structured, and I can't just lay it down, was because if I lay it down, there's no air getting under the flame. The flame, it cannot grow without oxygen getting in. I mean, you, all, you, you guys might notice if a wind or a gust of wind comes by, the fire grows. That's because there's air getting into the fire. If I set them all on top of each other, they don't grow. And in our spiritual lives, the Lord spoke to me in saying that in our spiritual lives, that oxygen is prayer. So to build a spiritual fire, not only do we need that wood, not only do we need it to be structured, but we need that oxygen, that air that brings life into that fire, that brings the heat. <laughs> and really, without air, there's really not even such thing as fire. Um, some of you guys may have seen the science aspect of that, where like you can't have fire in a vacuum. And others, you just notice that when fire is present and wind hits it, that thing goes nuts. Like it really does, it just gets big and bright and powerful. And uh, in the same way that we can't neglect any piece of this, including oxygen, we can't neglect being in the word and being in community with other believers and being in prayer 
with our Savior, with our Creator. Um, if you guys can uh, once again come with me to Psalms 18, verse 28. All right, so Psalms 18, verse 28. Um, I do know this one was a Psalm of David because it says it right before it starts. Um, so uh, I love this verse because um, this is David acknowledging God. And what it says is, you, O Lord, keep my lamp burning. My God turns my darkness into light. So here we see David in a sense, burning for Christ, or burning for the Lord. And he recognizes that there's nothing that he does that makes his lamp burn, that gives it light. But instead, he acknowledges God in saying that, you, O Lord, keep my lamp burning, for my God turns darkness into light. So here, once again, we see scripture making our claims authentic. Or in this sense, we see that the Lord keeps our spiritual fire burning. And if we want him as a member of our lives to be in a relationship with us, we have to communicate. Anybody here that's been in a relationship, which, I mean, we're human, we're not really lonely people, we have to be communicating with each other. But in a relationship, if you neglect communication, you don't get much out of the relationship because you don't know the person you're talking to and they don't know you either, not really. If we're not constantly coming to God, how do we expect to learn from him? And the Lord spoke to me in that, in that my prayer life is, and honestly, my prayer life is still developing. I'm still making, trying my best, and it's still hard to make it a point to talk to my Savior. Because he wants to hear from me. Because if I want to keep my spiritual fire burning, he's the one who does it. No matter what I do, he's the only one that keeps my lamp burning. So, so far we've got oxygen now in our fire. And as I noted before, when oxygen hits a fire, whenever air gusts and hits the flame, it gets really, really bright. And it gets really, really hot. And um, another thing that the Lord showed me in this was that whenever the wind would come and hit the fire, even in the darkest part of the night, when it got brighter, all of a sudden the things around me became easier to see. There was clarity. And because I wasn't very familiar with the woods, I also didn't like thinking that something was probably like right there. So whenever the fire got bright, that was very welcome. And when it got bright, I could see what was around me. There was, there was a clarity, there was a peace that came with knowing then. But whenever we're talking about a spiritual flame, I guess you guys, once again, shouldn't take my word for it. But let's take the word for it. And um, if you guys can come with me to Philippians 4, 
verse 6. All right, so Philippians chapter 4, verse 6. It says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Bouncing off of that, I'd like for us to also, if you'd like to, come with me to uh, Romans chapter 15, verse 13. So Romans chapter 15, verse 13. It goes like this. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him, so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. So between Philippians 4.6 and Romans 15.13, we see our clear depiction that being in prayer and that giving our problems, our anxiety, our struggles to the Lord brings clarity into our lives. Whenever we stay in communication with him, we're allowing that oxygen to feed that flame. We're allowing it to grow brighter. We're allowing the Lord to speak into our lives and draw him closer to us. So, still going on this. We see that we've got our wood, we've got our structure, we've got oxygen. And we see that without oxygen in a fire, I wouldn't have fire, I wouldn't have burning. All I'd have is a pile of sticks. There'd be nothing more to it. In the same way, a spiritual life without prayer is like having all this knowledge, but not talking to the person who created that. Not communicating with the one who even gave us this. So, in building a spiritual fire, we need three things. We need fuel, like wood. In our lives, we need the Bible. We need the word of God. We need some structure to support it. In our spiritual lives, we need the body of Christ. We need that community of believers to support and hold us up and provide a structure to where that oxygen can get in. Because we need that oxygen. We need prayer. So those three things are things we're doing to personally build up our relationship with the Lord. And when we build that fire, 
and we go out into the world and we're talking to our friends, we're talking to our families, our colleagues, we're at work or home. Whenever you've got a fire like that burning inside of you, people see something different. And when we're spending time with the Lord in the word, in communion, in prayer, that fire burns bright, really bright. And one of the results of that is not that they see us being different people, but because it is the word of God and it is God's people and it is our communication with God that even built the fire, what people see is Jesus. On that note, I love Matthew 5.16. And um, you guys can actually turn with me to it if you'd like to. Matthew chapter 5, verse 16. And this runs right off of it. It says, You are the light of the world. A city on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on a stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before men that they may see your good deeds and praise your Father who is in heaven. So right here, in a little section of scripture, we see that building up our personal, our one-on-one relationship with the Lord builds up our spiritual fire. And it shines brightly and people see Jesus. And that way we're letting our light so shine before men that they'll see our good works. And not give glory to us, but they'll give glory to Jesus because that is the image reflected in that fire. They'll give him the glory. And when they give him the glory, we see that the result of our personal relationship with the Lord fulfills our life purpose, which is to bring glory to God. We see through even just that verse that us building our personal relationship with the Lord, our personal relationship brings him public glory. So, all in all, back at the campsite, I'm sitting on my reclined chair, enjoying the flame that I have struggled to build, (laughs) and the Lord showed me the three things that I need to build my relationship with him in the same way that I had to have some things to build a fire. I needed to be in the word. I needed that fuel that spiritual burning fuel. I needed that community of believers, that body of Christ as that support system to build me up and to push me on towards good deeds and towards love. And I needed that prayer. I needed that communication line with my savior so that I could feed that flame with oxygen and allow it to grow and to burn and to burn so brightly that people see Jesus. 
in that light. And I'm glad it was just three steps because (laughs) honestly, the Lord, whenever he speaks to me, he's always very simple. He's very practical with me because something as simple as that is easy for somebody even like me to understand and to follow. I just needed three things. It's, it's this simple formula that I can use to grow closer to my one true love, Jesus. So uh, I'm gonna invite the band to come back up and they've got one more song that they're gonna do for us this morning. And as they're playing this song, I want to encourage and challenge you to evaluate yourself today and ask yourself some questions. So today, as a body of Christ, are we constantly in the word? Today, as the body of Christ, are we seeking Christian community? Are we building each other up? Today, as the body of Christ, are we regularly in prayer? Overall, are we building our relationship with Jesus so that when people see me, do they see me or do they see him? So as they're playing this song, I just want you guys to think about that. Think about how simple it is to just pursue him simply run after him. Take the little steps it takes just to be more like him. That's it. Thank you. All right, you guys can stand up and sing with us and reflect on what the Lord say if you would.
into an unswerving faith in the power of your name. A heart beating for the kingdom to reign. A church that is known for your presence again. God, take us back. Because nothing and no one comes close to blessed as I have and been challenged. <laughs> challenged to be in the Word, be in community, and be in prayer this week. And uh, let's, let's celebrate the, the kids. Give, find one of these youth and give them a hug. But more importantly, celebrate the great God that's at work in our youth. He is, he is at work. We do have uh, that to be so thankful for. Um, as you're leaving today, a couple of things. Remember, the, if you're interested in going to the Ukraine, uh, Solomon and Nicole are meeting. Go out the foyer and to the left. Uh, they're they're going to have a quick meeting. Um, students who are taking the, uh, the, the offering for CLBC, you can come up and grab a plate. Um, if you would like to contribute towards CLBC to uh, make camp free, um, guys doing the offering, you can come and grab it right now. Um, I'll take any six. I got six plates. <laughs> um, you know, your, your contributions help to make camp uh, free for these kids to come and to learn and to have a great week, but also as they get older, then to minister and to serve and to share with the, with the younger kids. So um, thank you for being here. Jared Haram's going to be speaking tonight, another one of our youth. So uh, praise the Lord and go with him this afternoon.